Our guest today is Officer Anderson. You may have seen him around school. Hi. He stands out. <laughs> Why? Because he wears a vest and he has lots of stuff on it. And impromptu question. Oh, no. Oh. Can you please report to We'll have to cut that. We can cut. We can edit so we can cut that out. I think we leave it. So okay. clearly we record in the school. <laughs> anyway, impromptu question. Does it get annoying having to wear? How much does that weigh? Yes, it does get annoying. There are times when it's even more annoying if you're trying to walk down a narrow hallway, trying to sit into a chair, trying to turn. <laughs> uh, one of the things you might notice when uh, officers walk, sometimes you see their arms away from their mm -hmm. bodies. That's you can't just, swing That's them. just a learned behavior because there's sharp edges on these things. Oh, I thought you guys and, were just like cool the, guys, like gorillas. <laughs> well, well, that's a secret reason. But um, <laughs> yeah. the, the stated reason is that, you know, you put your arms back and forth on these things. They brush up against Velcro or corners, and it's just a self-correcting behavior. I hear... Ours are, I'm guessing 30, 35 pounds maybe. Oh, like without all the extras added on? Or that would be with, everything. With everything, you know, yeah. You have the taser, the magazines, the magazine, the radio, the handcuffs, um, the school over here, school radio, microphones, all this stuff. Probably th maybe 35 pounds. The belt has some more stuff on it, maybe another five pounds. Wow. And I told my son this and how it was like 90 degrees here in the summer and I had all this stuff on and he reminded me that when he was in Iraq with the 82nd Air <laughs> yeah. it was a little harder so dad you're getting no sympathy yeah <laughs> right it's like so, doing a workout with a weight vest it is. I mean like we do workouts with weight vests and like whew. Oh, yes. And at the end of the day in the summer, uh, there was a couple of times where I do like bike patrol. You're riding around a bicycle, which is really fun, by the way. And a couple of times at night when we're trying to go after um, there was a, a you ride a bike of, at night. There was a rash of like vehicle prowls. Bicycle or bicycle. motorcycle. Bicycle. You ride a bicycle at night. We have. Yes. And they have little blinky lights on the front. <laughs> and <laughs> when, one summer That's when I fun. did the skate park. I would park just west of that intersection on Grace Avenue and Main Street, and there's a little driveway there. It used to be a bank on the north side of the road, and cars would not stop for the stop sign as they turned right onto Main Street. And I'd take off on my bicycle, <laughs> and I'd hit the little buttons, a little blue ring, flashing like on the bicycle, and I'd have a little whistle, and I'd blow the whistle. <laughs> I pulled people over and <laughs> on a bicycle. On a bicycle <laughs> at night. You know, now this is in oh, the day. Oh, this during the day. Oh, okay. This is in the day. So get up behind the car. They pull over. You know, you do the dismount from the bicycle and walk up. And it was the best thing to see. Like if you would get maybe a younger driver, and this is coming from around the skate park, and their friends would drive by, and you could just see they are <laughs> laughing, dude. <laughs> You got pulled over by a bicycle. <laughs> so um, you have you must have to like pick up speed really quick though on the bike because <laughs> you know when you come from a stop on a bike it's kind of hard to get your momentum going. That it is, but the With lower the weight but too. The lower gears, it's really responsive. That would only work Did on. Do they Main get you like Street. a nice bike, like a specialized or not really specialized? It's more durable because well, I most mean, specialized is the brand. Uh, specialized makes really oh, nice bikes. Oh no, no, I didn't know that. Cannondale, yeah, yeah. Trek, okay. were two of the Trek is a good models. Brand. They're pretty, yeah, yeah. So, and then they have, you know, 
police painted on the side. So it's, it's cool. with little lights and a whistle. It was so well, fun. Well, there is a motorcycle awesome. cop in Battleground as well, isn't there? We had two motorcycles that were part of our traffic enforcement, and that program no longer is here. The oh, motorcycles oh, so they won't hide sold. behind that fence by the old folks' home anymore then. <laughs> okay, I can. No, that's easy. But now there might be a squad car there <laughs> yeah. or a bicycle. Or a bicycle. So <laughs> still only I go 25 of, on that road. Which is so want to get pulled over by a bicyclist cop if i i would like to get pulled over by a horse a mounted police do do mounted police pull people over aren't they mostly Um, for crowd crowd control control. yeah i was gonna say i feel like they're kind of just to be big somewhere but at night late summer when we had a bunch of cars getting prowled yeah to go out in this um less than highly visible uh (laughs) uniform and you're skulking around the neighborhoods <laughs> and you know you, you pedal and such and then you just coast and you're silent yeah which means <laughs> oh. it's really fun when you roll up on someone and they're doing something and it's hi <laughs> who said that <laughs> <laughs> that's so oh, that's cool. awesome so that it is fun so this actually is a good segue into our first question because all this exciting <clears throat> stuff that you are talking about doing like as a patrolman, or I'm not sure the terminology, patrol officer, yeah. patrol officer, and now you're here at the school, you're called the SRO. Yes, indeed. So what is your role as the SRO? And adding imp- another improvised question, do you like this better? Is it just different? Or do you miss like the action out on the streets? Good questions, all of them. The role I would describe it's a collaboration between the police department and the school. And when I initially looked at an assignment of school resource officer, my understanding wasn't really at the point of, um, I, I guess, just really figuring out what that means. Um, talking to other school resource officers going through, going through some training, I can appreciate the idea that I'm here to help the staff, to help teachers, to help administrators. I am not here to enforce school discipline. I am not here, my goal, my role here is not to bust people. My goal, my role here is not to you know, take enforcement action, put people in handcuffs, charge them with crimes, that sort of thing. Some of those things may happen but the role is, there's so many times that people have things which should or will be brought to the attention of law enforcement, and yet there's a hesitancy or reluctance to do that. And whether that happens here or next week or next month or next year, it has been my experience that if someone has contact with a police officer in someone of a less than official capacity, it increases the chance that they'll be willing to either report something, disclose something, trust someone. So basically creating positive relationships. Very much so. With the kids and the the police. And is it something that I I miss the action? I would answer that by saying this is probably the most difficult. Hmm. It's more difficult being assigned here because when you're a patrol officer, as former school resource officer Hollihan pointed out, you have no me time. 
if you're in a patrol car, let's say you're having a bad day. You park your patrol car somewhere, you can have your bad day. You drive around, you're in your car, you're by yourself. Your interactions are pretty limited. Yet at the school, there's so much interaction. You're interacting with students, you're interacting with teachers, you're interacting with counselors, administrators. And at the end of the day, it's emotionally draining. You're just interacting with all these people. Plus there are times when maybe you could be the best thing in someone's very worst day. And some of the issues which are brought to the attention of a school resource officer are traumatic. Obviously they're traumatic to some degree to the student. And when you share something, the person that you're sharing that with in many ways bears part of that when they hear it. But I mean, what an honor to be able to interact with people and maybe have that person who's going through a hard time walk away feeling better. Maybe we're able to resolve their problem. And maybe that person who had a negative image and just that stereotype is going to come away with a different perspective, hopefully a better one. Hmm. And that is the coolest thing about being a school resource officer. It truly is. Marika? I, well, I, I was just thinking about that because I didn't think about like the downtime piece of it. Because like as teachers, like we don't have downtime either. Like we're we're on all the time, and like, but it also helps to keep you help stay present like sometimes if you're having a bad day you know you have to go put on a show and so they like help keep you present and not thinking about that thing you know what I mean so it's really it can it can kind of go both ways yes um and learning to not carry carry the things in to your interactions with students is really um yes and I, I think that can contribute to stereotypes of police officers Sometimes it's difficult. Uh, we, just for, to throw a situation out there, we have a call where someone has called 911 and they have made pretty horrific statements, profanity, uh, what's your name, my name's cop killer, I'm gonna kill a cop, I'm gonna kill someone else, I've killed someone, there's two bodies in the backyard. Um, just all this pretty, um, you know, pretty egregious stuff. And we come out there and we contact him and he fights us and we put him in handcuffs and he's going to the jail. And the next call, you have somebody who, maybe they roll through a stop sign. Maybe they're upset because their neighbor is playing their music too loud. Unfortunately, as, as people, some of that residual uh, stress or tension, it's easy to keep that there. So I'm, I'm really bothered, I'm really upset at what this person had said, all these vile, wicked, cruel things he said, and now you just ran a stop sign in front of me, it's probably going to be a different contact than if someone just gave me a, you know, a compliment or something like that. Oh, we just thank you for, mm -hmm. you're just so wonderful. And then I see someone roll the stop sign. But, but that, just like you were saying, that's part of the you know, role professionalism or hopefully my bad day is not going to in, extend into your day and 
I would say there are some officers and sometimes who have had a difficult time doing that, which may explain some of the time why contacts are less than positive. It's like that idea. So the moral of the story, be nice if you get pulled <laughs> well, over. Yeah. Don't. Well, the general idea, it's just that you don't know what other people are going through. Oh, yeah, and like, that's the case in with general. anything. Right? Like, um, and the thing is, when I see people driving in particular, that was a very good comment. I thought you were pointing way. at me like, in <laughs> no, particular, no, you, no. Katie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you driving. <laughs> people get upset when someone else does something on the road. And the story I heard, what would happen if you knew that person had just learned they had stage four cancer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What if that person just found out that a loved one had passed away or was about to pass away or they were just fired from their job or you name any number of traumatic situations? Then in that context, the fact that they're going a little slower and I'm impatient with that takes on a whole new perspective. So hopefully, and, and this is something that I've tried and I think it's worked for me, um, sometimes people will say, hi, I'm Officer Anderson. Do you know why I pulled you over? Well, I, I guess that's a way of maybe getting someone to say, okay, you got me. I just robbed the bank. Yeah. Um, but many times it just seems like it's this confrontational. And So what do you say? Something typically different? what I say, hi, I'm Officer Anderson of the Battleground Police Department. The reason I'm contacting you. That stop sign back there, I noticed you slowed down, but you didn't come to a complete stop for that. Is everything okay? Hmm. Hmm. And in that way, and you know, typically, initially I would say, is there any reason for that? Yeah. And then there was a, a training where they said, how often is someone who is not doing something that is expected, something's going on, just like yeah. that other story. And if you present it as, is everything okay? Not only might you get a more honest answer, but it's less of a, oh, you're an idiot for doing that. And yeah. I'm going to you know, chew well, you out. That's kind of like what we do with student discipline, too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, for I the most part. What I, yeah, for like, the most part. Like, yeah. hey, you aren't paying attention. You're not doing anything. Is there mm -hmm. something going on? Yeah. yeah. And, and you'd be surprised. I think there was maybe once, twice that I can recall having just a really negative experience throughout the contact. I've heard other officers describe, oh, that guy was a jerk, can you believe that? He was all sorts of upset, yelling. At most a handful of times, and none really come to mind, where I would approach someone on a traffic stop like that, talk to them that way, and come away with just this awful feeling of, wow, they are really a, yeah. a jerk. And, and yet, what does it cost you to set it up that way? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yet the benefit is huge. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, you know. How one, many years have you been a police officer? So I've been a police officer for 12 years with Battleground and a year before that with Clark County Sheriff's Office. I transferred over here. And before that, I was a computer programmer for about. Oh, I was going to say, so this is a second career well, for you. Yeah, because yes, um, we were talking the other day, and you were a math major. I was a math I major. Know, isn't that? And Whoa, people are multifaceted. They are. We find <laughs> that out about everyone who's on every, our podcast. Every time. I was a math major. I graduated with a desire of becoming an actuary. I took a couple actuarial exams. Actuary. That is. And realized that's going to take a long, long, long time hey, there's an advertisement for a computer programmer. 
electronic data systems will hire, they will train you to be a systems engineer. They'll do all the training. So I hired on with electronic data systems, moved to Detroit, went through their training, mainframe programming. And I did that for 20 years. Wow. And then what made you decide to become a police officer? The two main things were Y2K and 9-11. Y2K? <laughs> I explain to our younger listeners yeah. what Y2K is. Wait, those are 11 years apart. Um, no, right? 2001. Oh, they're 2001, one year apart. They're one year apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right, they're one year. Do we, okay, so Y2K. <laughs> we can cut that out if you the, want. No, it's fine, leave it. Everyone so, has blonde moments. Are you yes. going to explain what Y2K is for the young folk? You do realize most of them aren't alive. So Y2K <laughs> was a, an event which occurred December 31st, 1999, January 1st, 2000, when computers were first... You know, beginning to began to be used for business and whatever storage. I feel so old right now. Storage, I know. Me too. Storage space was very limited. So similar to the way we write things, if I can abbreviate it, I will. Well, we stored dates, month, month, day, day, year, year. So January seventh, nineteen eighty, we won seven eighty. Well, oftentimes when you do calculations for interest, for age, for any number of reasons, you're going to take a date and you're going to compare it with another date. Well, they figured out when you go from 1999 to 2000, we're going from 99 to 00. zero. Oh, so I actually didn't the, know this part. In the year 2000, if someone buys something in the year 2000 and they have a one-year warranty on that, that would be good through 01 which you and I know is 2001, but many programs just assume it's 1-9. So mm. they had to change all these programs to take out all of the assumptions. We're huh. going to put 1-9 in front of the years. And if there's any subtraction, you know, you subtract um, 98 from 99, you get 1. You subtract 99 from 00, you're going to have a problem uh, because you're going to get a negative number and computers won't realize how. Anyway, there will be problems. So... Because the world was going to end, and all, <laughs> best all of our warranties happen, just exploded. <laughs> so my kids. wife would say, "I'm so stressed out by what your kids have done. What did you do at work today?" Which I think was pretty cool. You know, she wanted to know what I did, and so I'd begin to describe to her the interesting, fascinating, technical <laughs> problem that I discovered in some computer program. And about a minute into it, she was sleeping. Yeah, I'll admit I would be too. Computers so, make me tired. So we worked We worked for two months on this one particular project. And at the very end, eh, we decided not to do it. Oh. Cancel the whole thing. And there are other things like that where you would work for a long period of time. And yet the net result, what? what why was I doing all this? What was the accomplished? So... I began to look around both for, uh, from a perspective of what will not be outsourced. And maybe there's something I can do that has more relevance. Well, I don't think emergency services are gonna be outsourced. And I saw an advertisement in the Clark County uh, website for programmer, but right underneath that it was deputy sheriff. Mm. And I thought, interesting. So I applied. I. I um, 
voices are yelling. At me. Yeah, yeah, I was say. So do you have two? Do you have the school and then the department in your So I have ears? the school radio or just over on my left side, and somebody was yelling at a deputy. They're chasing him. He's running. Um, so <laughs> just for the record, he so all of a sudden made like both. this weird look on his face, and he was like listening to something in the middle of his story. How so. interesting. <laughs> so. The, the radio on my left side is a school, and just because there's noise here, I have a earpiece. I just had a great idea. Yes. We need to do a ride-along. Yes. Police departments do ride-alongs. They yes. do. Let's do one. Yes. Okay. I just I'm said writing yes. that down. I have I ride-along just... forms. Joe's done them. You can do yeah. and, and then the radio on my right side is the police radio, and... You know, we lived in the Midwest for a couple of years. We were in Detroit. And the first time we had a tornado warning back there, there was beep, beep, beep on the TV, and then you see tornado alert. Well, if there's something going on that's urgent, a weapon or something like that, my police radio will preface the announcement with three beeps. And it's, it's a little unnerving when you're talking to someone, you hear this beep, and all of a sudden it's just, well, I'm just going to stop talking and listen to that, which is going on in my ear. But they have no idea that yeah. you're hearing yeah. Yeah, you That's literally what just so, happened uh, right now. It's like, what happened? So, <laughs> so their impression is, I'm here, and then I'm not. Yeah. So what is it? There's a tornado. There's a <laughs> hurricane. So, so typically, as was the case now, we heard someone had pressed a microphone and someone was going to talk. Another deputy in the background was saying, you are under arrest. And his voice was raised. And the second deputy was saying, he is now running. And here's his description. Huh. And he's running here. Have you ever chased someone down? I have, as a matter of fact. Do you, what do time, you do? Do you tackle them? Uh, two times. How hard is it to run in that fast? <laughs> it's, it can be a challenge. Sorry. But, but there was a young man who stole alcohol from Safeway and he was running around the corner past Walgreens and he was running towards the blackberry bushes. And so I was chasing after him, stop police, that sort of thing. And he's getting close to the blackberry bushes. And <laughs> at that point, it seemed like maybe just a little shove would be more effective than trying to tackle or something like that. So there's just this little push from behind, which upset his balance. And then he stopped. In because the blackberry was... bushes? He might have landed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's smart. Mm -hmm. um, talking about all this pursuit stuff, I'm, I'm really curious what your spirit animal is. I'm oh, just curious yeah. if it's like a pursuing creature. <laughs> well, let's see. Hmm. I would say... To think about a spirit animal, and a spirit I would animal can also be as, a human being. I would describe <laughs> it as a dog. I understand oh. the dog animal is one of the spirit animals. Well, what and kind a of a particular type? It would have to be golden retriever. <gasps> of course, Marika happens to, to breed retriever. golden retrievers, and she has oh. some very cute ones. And and we had our 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 little baby she's 11 years old oh and it was fun because our neighbors have a uh, litter mate so sisters i yeah. guess and they were out somewhere and there's someone else knowledgeable in, in golden retrievers and they said i bet you got that from goings retrievers 
Oh, wow. Because they recognize the face yeah. uh, and such. And there's just something about, yeah, Golden Retriever. Oh, That's good. Which reminds me, there's, I love the saying, I only hope I can be half the person my Golden dog Retriever thing. thinks oh, I Oh, yeah. I have it as I my dog's thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So, you know, I know there's mythical creatures and, and such. I was just... You know, oh, you no. think about those things, but really... Mine is a fictional character, so... I have <laughs> lots spirit of spirit animals <laughs> yeah. and people. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. It's, um, a dog is good. I see that. I yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. And, you know, it's been funny because I can, especially with the Golden Retriever, maybe it's with other dogs, but she'll... She'll be just lying down somewhere, and I'll move or walk in. And it's just the way that one eyebrow sort of goes up, and then the other eyebrow goes up, <laughs> and then the first one goes up. And you can, you can just emulate that with a sort of a... Yeah. <laughs> I can see a gold, like, as an observer and just the way that you approach cars. Like, I feel like that's how goldens yeah. are, like... Are you okay today? What's going on? It does on? make a lot of <laughs> like, sense. I think golden retrievers are meant to heal the world. That's my personal. Like, and it's so that's cool. what they're meant to do. If I was I a dog, I would probably be not a, a border collie or like a Belgian Malinois. Yeah, something. you Oni is your spirit animal. Oni. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see aspects. Like, I'm a sweet, but breed. also like a little obsessive. Yeah. yeah. That's why. I picked, that's why I picked border collies because yeah. they're very intense. I think I like Onis better. Onis? So, yeah. Clark and I Count. like you, so. Cool. <laughs> Clark County Sheriff's Office had their first non-German shepherd canine. This is a few years what ago. What was it? Malinois. Oh, yeah. Those dogs are cool. I like them. I think and that's going to be my next dog. I was unfamiliar with that breed. And someone said, well, imagine taking a German shepherd. And giving it a steady infusion of caffeine. Yes. Yeah. They are intense. That's for sure. And I'm watching this dog, and it is aware. It is It is present. It mm-hmm. is just... <laughs> yeah. I, they're, they're I follow cool a lot of dogs on Instagram, a lot of Frenchies, um, and a lot of, like, canine And dogs. deformed dogs. And oh, don't call <laughs> Mikey Gus deformed. He's a dwarf dog. I follow a German shepherd that has dwarfism. I follow a German shepherd that has the spine thing. But I follow a lot of canine, like, police dogs. And there was this Belgian Malinois. His Instagram is gone now, though, because his handler moved to a different department which why you would leave this dog i don't know his name was canine jester and he was the best i mean you could look up and see if his instagram is still around because this dog yeah just intense i've showed you some of the videos he just yeah. <laughs> like he's he was really neat yeah which one of the fun stories i heard about a canine involved a couple of deputies looking for someone by fairgrounds right off of i-5 He'd run into the bush, the grass or vegetation on the side of the road. Again, this is just about Clark County Fairgrounds. So one deputy gets there, another deputy gets there. Where is he? Hey, you can sort of make a sound of a dog, can't you? Yeah, I can. (laughs) Yes. Let's get on the loudspeaker and give it a try. So the one guy gets on the loudspeaker and does the traditional challenge. This is the Clark County Sheriff's Office. You have five seconds to make a presence known, or a canine will be sent to find you. When he finds you, he will bite you. <laughs> in the background, the other the other deputy is sort of barking, making oh, like pretending to be on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's 1001, amazing. 1002. Okay, don't send the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's the best. That's awesome. He came out, they put him in handcuffs, and he starts to look around thinking, something's not right. <laughs> Where's the dog? And the one deputy points to the other. And... <laughs> that's oh, amazing. Oh, that was... That's, that's clever. That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, last impromptu question before we do the would you rather. And did oh, you pick one, by the way? Um, I, well, I picked two. Okay. But, um, but you can pick one. But also we have business from our last podcast that we have to address. Oh, today. yeah. That's yeah. right. Do that. Okay, we're going to do business right business. now. Business. Are you ready? Yes. So I teased a joke. So yes. I'm going to do it on you. Yes. What does a giraffe have? That no other thing has. What does a giraffe have that no other thing has? Isn't it have? that no other animal has? Yeah. Tell me. No, well, we you gotta have take to a guess. guess first. A very long neck. Emus have long necks. Hmm. Very long tongue. Aardvarks have those tongues too. That's yeah. True. Baby giraffes. <laughs> That's amazing. That's it. That's amazing. Uh, that's because you are the joke expert. <laughs> yes. You are the best at jokes. Okay, Which well, let's reminds the me, ones you rather. Yes. What word is always spelled wrong in the dictionary? Wrong. W-R-O-N-G. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you, did you want one of these? One red of those ones? two red ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do this one. Okay. Would you rather mm -hmm. read minds or accurately predict the future? Would I rather read minds or accurately predict the future? I think I would rather read minds. There is a gift, there is a science, a study of the way people communicate. And especially in law enforcement, there are skills are, are tools that can be used to determine if someone is telling the truth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or not. I think it can be hopefully done in a selective manner because sometimes to be able to read someone's mind to know what they're truly thinking may not be a very pleasant thing. I don't want to yeah, know what I don't my students know. are yeah. thinking. So, <laughs> no, me neither. So, no, 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 no. so if it were truly a, can I determine when this... Yeah. Oh, like okay. turn it on? on yeah. And off. That's, uh, that unlike sense. those movies that we've seen where there's that person, you know, drawing numbers in the wall and saying, I want the voices to stop sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, to be able to do that, I think would be uh, very helpful both from you know, the figure out who done it, as well as to be able, there are some people who may be unable to communicate mm -hmm. because of a physical limitation, yeah. because of an emotional situation, just to be able to, in some way, I mean, how many times we know, well, my kids, you know, yeah, babies, let's say, they're upset, they're in pain. Obviously, you know there is something causing this, I can't understand yeah. what they're saying. And, but babies don't have words yet. So they don't. how could they, if you read minds, and if you could read minds, you think that'd be admissible in court? No. <laughs> no. But, yeah. and I would think, you know, then of course you get into the, 
would you be able to tap into the emotions behind that? Because if someone is habla espanol or, you know, and, mm. and, I, and I'm reading their mind. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, like, I would, would you see it as pictures or mm-hmm. were, yeah, that's interesting. W- yeah. Would it be like an empath? Yeah. Where I oh. sense these things that they're feeling and this is, hmm. this is where they're at as opposed to just a literal Word, word for word. Is that how you get it to stop? Is yeah, you just, you just smack it? Oh. You cover the screen. They are okay. saying this or that or the other thing. And, and I would say if I could have the ability to understand what someone else is thinking accurately, to me that would be... That would be far better than predicting the future. And that kind of goes back to your spirit animal, the retriever, who are kind of like empaths. Oh, golden retrievers are empaths. Yes. Like, that's how they're going to save the world. Okay, um, can I ask my last question? Oh, yeah, yeah. Really quick, because this could be a yes or no answer. Do you believe there should be more women in law enforcement? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Is there anything else anyone wants to add? I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say to the people? You want to do a last, <laughs> a last joke? A last joke. Yeah. Um, why did the boy tiptoe past the medicine cabinet? Uh, because <laughs> I mean, I, he didn't want to wake the sleeping pills. Oh, oh man. Oh. I can never think of those. Like no. the Laffy Taffy jokes. So we didn't... We had to cut off our thank you. It was a little abrupt A ending. little abrupt. Um, we have figured out how to remove the echo, but forgot to do it for our thank you forum. So we're going to do it now. Thank you, Officer Anderson. That was really fun. Thank you. It was amazing. Yeah. So many good stories. And laughter is good for the soul. It, it is. It's good. It All is. All right. Um, so our takeaways. Takeaway number one. Something I did not know about Miss Haynes is that she wants to get pulled over by a bicycle cop. Uh, I've been pulled over by everything else. Why not a bike cop? That'd be so awesome. So mounted police? Uh, no, because we learned that... They are for crowd control. Yeah, because they're just big, and that would be... Though, if I could get pulled over by a, a horse, horse, like awesome. that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyhow. Anyhow, second takeaway. Oh, spirit animal. We think Officer Anderson might jointly be our spirit animal. Like, he's like, everything we are in one and everything we, yeah, yeah like funny and nice and empath and, yeah. oh, and math major. Like, well, that wouldn't be my part of the spirit no, animal. No, but, but jointly. That's what I mean. Like, together. He, know, he knew a few lines of Spanish. Yeah. Like, together. I think we had to cut that part out. So, by the way, he spoke oh, Spanish. Oh, yeah, he did. It was in the <laughs> echoey part. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I think if we were one person... Officer Anderson would be our spirit animal. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And our third takeaway is something that we found to be pretty important and impactful. Um, when Officer Anderson was talking about the way he approaches, um, oh wait, no, it was, it was after he was talking about the way he approaches vehicles. Yeah. When talking about how you just don't know what everyone else is going through and your emotional state is going to affect your actions and your your previous encounters will affect your next encounters with humans. So just try to think about what the person you're interacting with might be going through and you might be able to see things in a different light if you would originally be intent, have the intent to um, be mad at that person or to judge them quickly 
they might have something else going on that you don't know about and you don't want to jump to any conclusions. And also taking a deep breath for yourself because making sure your right. interactions don't affect the next person, mm-hmm. even though they're not at fault. Exactly. So, um, and I think we're all guilty of this. Sometimes. Oh, yes. So Everyone. just being aware. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.